Come on, guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay, where we know you love your child and we believe you should also love spending time with your child. And we know how hard that can be sometimes. Those hours can really lengthen and be, you know, dread-filled and, and unhappy. And um, we don't want that. So my whole, what I do here, I've dedicated my my life, really, to helping you not dread those hours that you're going to spend with your young child and instead really enjoy them. And it's possible. And I see it happening every day uh, for listeners to the podcast, for people who visit weturnedoutok.com and check out one of the free guides that I offer to take a live online class that I offer to join my ninja parenting community, which is where I really teach personally to members the ninja tactics, the parent ninja tactics that make it so that they can change their child's bad behavior to good behavior, to feel really happy inside and to truly enjoy that time with their young children. And today is episode 214. It's a Your Child Explained episode. And these we are always trying to get into the minds of our kids and see what's going on in there. And today I have a story that I'm starting with. So recently I was with a friend who has young children. Her, her kids are six six, seven, eight, six-ish, I think. And she was describing, we actually started by talking about bullying. We were talking about how when our child is, you know, when our kids are being bullied, how we, um, how we just want to help them, how our hearts go out to them, you know, how we just feel so sad for them and, 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 you know, we want to make it right somehow. But then when our kids are, whining or having tantrums or beating up a sibling or, you know, doing some of the many, many badly behaved things that kids do, we, um, we can lose it, right? We can, we can yell. Sometimes we spank. We can, um, we can do all those things. And I said to this, is now this is a friend. I mean, she knows that I have a podcast. She knows that I have a website, but she doesn't really listen or, or whatever. I think, you know, that we're, we're friends. And so she knows about this. Anyway, we were, we were just talking about, I, I basically said when, when that happens in my family, like when I do something, when, when one of my kids is pushing at me to the point where I lose my patience and I either yell or I, I say something I really, truly regret that what I do is I, I, I try to apologize like immediately. And, and and what she said was, sure, I apologize too. She said, here's what I say. I say, I hate to yell at you, but it's your fault. You make me do it. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to say, wait a minute, you know, that's not an apology. That's, that's the opposite of an apology. If you say to somebody, I'm sorry I did this, but you made me do it. <laughs> You're not apologizing. And the reason I bring it up today is because she thought she was apologizing. She really believes that when she says stuff like this to her kids, it's it's 
an apology and it is not an apology. So the counterintuitive positive discipline ninja tactic I'm sharing with you today is how to how to truly apologize and why is it why it's a ninja tactic. So before I get into the how, I just want to say that it may not seem, that's why it's counterintuitive. It may not seem like a ninja tactic to create a true apology and truly apologize to your child. It can seem like, what the crud? Like, why is that a ninja tactic? And the fact is, it's a ninja tactic because what you're saying to your child is, I respect you and I hear you and I made a mistake and I'm truly sorry about it. And, and, the apology helps create like a deep reciprocal connection with your child. And this show is all about that. So I, I really feel that when, when our kids are born or when we're pregnant with our kids or our partner is pregnant with our kids, we can really feel like this is going to be so we've, we've got a chance at an incredible deep reciprocal connection with another human being that, that is new and that, that is, is just so, you know, or or if we're adopting, you know, we're 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 bringing somebody new into our lives and we're going to have this great connection. It's going to be so meaningful. And then when the when the crying starts and 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 we're not getting any sleep and I mean that, you know, usually usually us parents, right? We we're we're survivors. We <laughs> we get over that. We know that's coming, but we just we just don't get we just don't know beforehand how truly awful it's going to be when there's meltdowns and there's and there's like embarrassing, you know, there's parent shaming because our kid is having a, a fit at the YMCA. We we don't we don't anticipate that maybe. And even if we do anticipate it, it it's still really hard to how can I say this? it's really hard to frame it properly before it's happened. And and then when it has happened, now it's like, oh my gosh, like it's hard to envision how much it'll hurt when it happens. And then when we're, when we've got the daily grind, it's, it's, we're in this now and we have no idea how to get out of it. Right. Well, my, what I do here at We Turned Out Okay, the podcast and weturnedoutokay.com is I help parents understand what to do about it. And, and I do that through positive, what I call positive discipline, parent ninja tactics. And this one, this apologizing is is really, it has to do with, the, it gets at that deep resonant connection with another human being that we have maybe forgotten about through the meltdowns and the, the, the fits, right? And the, and the whining and the, the things that just drive us crazy on a daily basis. What the, what the parent ninja tactics do is they, they, they give you tools for the toolbox. And today's tool is apologizing to our child, a true apology, not an apology of, I'm sorry you made me do this. I'm sorry that I did that, but it's your fault. Both of those are not apologies. So I hope that really what I'm trying to do is just communicate the reasoning behind this ninja tactic. And and um, if it feels doubtful to you, if you're like, I don't, this is BS, I don't, I don't believe it, I would still encourage you to try it, to sin- sincerely try it with the method I'm about to outline, because what, what I've seen happen is parents who are like, oh, come on, this is crazy. They try it and they're like, holy crap, (laughs) that really helped. You know, it's making me think of when I was, so I have a chronic illness and for, for new listeners to the show, I, since 
2011, I have had a tendon problem where my tendons, when they're overused, scar up very quickly. They, 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 there's, there's like no time between your tendon is irritated and your tendon is a massive scar tissue. And then it requires incredibly painful, like breaking up of scar tissue. And in the meantime, other muscles atrophy because I, I, I can't use them, you know? So I've had this happen with my legs where I couldn't walk. I lost the ability to walk more than a few steps for like eight months. And then I spent the next 16 months recovering from that. And I, um, I have since, I had since gone on to lose the ability to use my thumb tendons and needed to have that, you know, I'm still really working on that, but I've, I've gotten a lot, a lot better. This is not a, a rehashing of my whole chronic illness. The reason I bring it up is because when I had lost the use of my legs, my parents came to visit, they came to support basically, and they were horrified at how atrophied my right leg was. They, they couldn't like I had, so we have muscles that like, if you look at your shin muscle, the muscle on the front of your leg, generally speaking, those muscles either, you know, they, they bulge out a little bit. They're, they're like, they've got good muscle tone. They are con, let's call that convex. I think that's convex. You know, you can, you can run your hand in a, in a, I'm doing it right now, but of course you can't see it, but I, you can run your hand over that muscle and it feels like it has a smooth outward kind of feel to it, right? Well, my legs were emaciated to the point where on the right side, that was concave. In other words, that muscle had atrophied to the point where it literally, it went, went my, my leg had a divot in front, like a, a, a long, you know, sort of a, a depressed area in front where there, the muscle had disappeared to that point. And so it took months and months and months to get that back. And my parents came out, they were utterly horrified. And I had given up at that point. I had said, well, I've been to an orthopedist. The orthopedist basically tells me that there's nothing she can do. The physical therapists say, you know, we want to keep working with you, but we're so afraid that your leg is going, unless this changes, you're going to lose permanently the ability to use these muscles. And, um, and, and, but, but at the same time, we've gotten to the end of the road here. We don't know what else to do for you. And my parents basically were like, I, I, I had adopted that attitude. I said, I don't want to keep going with this. I don't want to keep looking for somebody else because, and for inside, really what it was, was I didn't want to have my hopes raised and then dashed. I didn't want to feel like oh, this could really happen. And then, and then again, find that it hadn't happened, you know, and be in no better off of a position. So my parents went home from that. They live in Colorado and they have a dear friend who is a, a, a sports medicine physical therapist. And they, of course, they turned to him and they were like, what do we, t- what do we tell her? Like, how can, th- she's going to lose the lot. She's going to lose her leg. She's going to lose the ability to use her leg permanently. And we don't know what to do about that. And, and he basically said, well, I think she needs to see a sports medicine doctor. Tell her to, tell her to do that. And between my parents and my husband, they were like, listen, you've got to do this. You've got to give this one last try. And, um, I was like, okay. And I, I, I went to a different doctor, a sports medicine doctor, and he asked me what was wrong and I literally started crying in his office. I'm I'm tearing up thinking about it now. He 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 started he he was so empathetic. He was so so full of empathy for me and my friend. He he would say things like, you know, this must be so hard for you as an athlete because I I was I was a yoga instructor, I was a vigorous, you know, hiker, skier. I loved using my legs. And no one had had framed it that way before and he said well there is help for you we can help you and uh 
he said, you know, we're going to do something today. They, they gave me a cortisone injection immediately. And I can't say that, honestly, I can't say that that was all that helpful, but he said, we're going to bring you to, we're going to, we're going to send you to uh, sports, uh, uh, water. He says, I want you to do water physical therapy. Aqua, I think it's called aqua therapy or hydrotherapy. I think it's called aqua therapy. And at the time I was like, what a bunch of BS. Really? This is getting in the pool is what's going to help me <laughs> get the use of my leg back. Like what possible difference could that make? And, um, and he said, he basically said, well, I, you know, I know you're skeptical and I understand that, but I think you should try it. And so I was like, all right. I mean, it's something to do to amuse me in my days of, you know, agony, right? What, whatever, I'll try it. And two things happened. First of all, I met the physical therapist who literally fixed my leg. He, he uh, is here. He's known in a, as an assistant physical therapist. But before he was this, my assistant physical therapist, he, he spent 18 years as the head of rehab therapy at University Hospital in Caracas, Venezuela, <laughs> where he taught classes, entire classes in the knee, in the workings of the knee. And um, among many other, he is, he is since, he's the guy who fixed, who's fixed all of my tendon problems. He, he is the guy who has given me, you know, my body back basically. And um, he had to leave Venezuela because of, he was being persecuted by um, that horrible dictator, Hugo Chavez. And um, here he is not even known as a doctor, which just infuriates me. <laughs> but um, he, so I should say that infuriates me because I see, I mean, I, I see the good that he does in the world and I feel like he should be recognized for that. But in our medical system, he isn't, he's, he's just a, a guy, you know, a, a sort of, maybe he's qualified, but we don't know his qualifications because he's from a foreign country. It just enrages me so much. This, this man has so incredibly, he should have a school of medicine named for him and he should be teaching what he knows here period, end of story. Okay, I'm getting off my soapbox about that now. But uh, while he was diagnosing and working on me and and making me feel a million times better, uh, I also started going to physical therapy in the pool there. And I mean, he was very, very, uh, uh, not appreciative. Um, what's the word? He was super into that, I guess I'll just say. Like for him, the pool was was the second most important part of this. So like he was very uh, enthusiastic about that. He was basically saying like getting into the pool is what is going to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to take away the pain. I'm going to take away the problem, but you need the pool to strengthen. So you better get in the pool. And I was like, whatever. Okay, fine. I'll get in the stupid pool. And I'm not, I never like swimming, not a swimmer, whatever. And what I found was that the pool, like I would get, this was from the very, very first day of doing this. When I first got in the pool, I had to push my leg to make it go backwards because my hamstring muscles were so were so emaciated that the 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 resistance of water was too much for me. And I got out of that pool feeling stronger from the very first day. And to this day when and of course, I, I mean, immediately I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing." And so I I I uh, you know, I I committed to doing aqua therapy as often as I could in a week. And so at first, I think it was three times a week. And then we backed it off to, for for a year or so, I was probably in the pool at least once a week, sometimes twice. And we were fortunate to have a pool here. So even in summers now, I can still get in the pool. I absolutely love swimming and I love 
the strength that I feel even today, I feel stronger getting out of a pool than I felt getting into it. But the reason I am telling you this story is because when I first started physical therapy in the pool, I was like, cannot believe that this, this was what was going to help me. I mean, I was very disdainful of it. I really felt like, come on, this is, this is such, this is so ridiculous. And if you're listening now and you're feeling like that about apologizing, a true apology to your child, well, I want to tell you that it's, this is super duper important. Like you won't know it until you try it and, and, and nail it. How, how incredibly important this is. Apologizing to your child, showing your child that you respect them and that you love them and that you have made a mistake and you are acknowledging that um, goes a very long way towards restoring that deep and resonant connection, getting you back to the point at which you first had this child, right? Where you were like, where you were like, gosh, <laughs> this was amazing. You know, I, I'm the parent of a beautiful child and, and, and I, those are the feelings that I want for you. And apologizing to your child is, is a very, very important way of doing that. So um, not just once, you know, because we, we make more, more than one mistake in, in, in our lives, but um, sort of continuing to recognize when you make a mistake and apologizing to your child. And so that's why to do it, right? How to do it doesn't take very long um, to explain. It really, it, it's, it's hard to do in the moment maybe just because it's hard for us to recognize that this is, you know, objectively, this is what we ought to be doing. But, but actually doing it isn't, isn't that difficult. And the good thing is you can do it after the moment. So like you make your mistake, you spank, you shout, you, you belittle your child. Um, I, you know, I've done some of those things myself and I, I hated doing them. And as soon as they were out of my mouth, I was like, oh my God, that was such a mistake. And what I do then is I go into another room, I take a deep breath and I go back to my child and I say, listen, this is what I say. These are the three parts of an apology. I say, first of all, I'm sorry I did that. I just did this thing and I'm so sorry I did it. And then I say, I, I won't do it again. I did, I made this mistake and I want you to know I will not make it again. And I, I never say I promise because you know what? Sometimes you, you, you unwittingly do something again, right? Um, so I won't say I promise I won't do this again. I might say I promise I will try my hardest not to do this again. Um, but, the, you know, I'm sorry. I won't do this again. And I'm asking for your forgiveness. The third part is, do you, you know, do you accept my apology? Like, do you understand that this is sincere and from the heart? And I feel like giving your child the power to say, yes, I accept your apology. Yes, I forgive you. Um, over the years now, my kids are not three and five anymore or one and six anymore, however old your your kids are, if you're likely, you know, if you're listening to the show. But as they've gotten, so I did apologize to them even when they were that young. I always, always, always worked really hard to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I won't do it again do you accept my apology? And um, now, you know, or even once they got to be a little bit older, 10, 11, 12, once they started to feel like once their sense of fairness developed, um, when, when they're little, they don't have, well, they do have a sense of fairness, but they don't oftentimes have a sense of sort of like there, it's very difficult for a young child to look at something at the world from somebody else's perspective. So once they got into like 
developing sort of a consciousness about themselves, which is, you know, onset of adolescence, 10, 11, 12. Then they would say to me, they started saying to me, it's okay. You know, I, I mean, they would always say, yes, I accept your apology. And we would always hug, you know, but it got to the point where they were saying more than that. They would say like, you know what? I do these things myself sometimes, mom, and it's okay. And, um, you'll get to that point, right? And, and, and talk about a deep and resonant and reciprocating connection. When your child says back to you, like, I understand, and I'm here to help you. Like the whole point of, a, I feel like a parent-child relationship is, is to have that bond and, and that we can model for them what the behavior that we want to see in the world, right? Not just from them, but from us, from, from everybody. And, a sincere apology is a really important part of that. And uh, yeah, so that's that's my story. Um, I I guess I, I will talk a little bit about this. So so those are, I really hope you've gotten just good value. You now, you hopefully at this point, you understand why an apology is important and you understand the three important parts of an apology. I'm sorry I did that. I won't do it again. I, I hope you'll accept my apology. You know, do you accept my apology? Um, if you're sincere about it and, and, and now you're opening up a deeper conversation. And uh, I actually, this, this episode, if you're listening to it, has been re-recorded and, and replaced. I replaced the original of this. And the reason I did that is because I got a letter from a listener and I'm so appreciative of letters like this. Uh I'm so appreciative every time a listener gets in touch with me, whether you have a question, whether you have, you know, feedback, something like that. This, this listener, and she did this in such a great way. She basically said, I'm a new listener and I, uh, I started listening, you know, this show sounded like a really interesting one that something, you know, the title really caught my attention and I just decided this was the one I was going to start with. She said, I got in here and the first three minutes were about, something that wasn't relevant to the, to the, to, to the title. And then the next 10 minutes were something else that wasn't relevant to the title. And I never actually got to the point where, you know, you, you talked about, about what this episode is about, which is, which is the counterintuitive positive discipline ninja tactic that, that, you know, I I had wanted to share. And she said, I basically gave up. And she said, um, you know, I may or may not come back. And, and I just want you to know that you can feel free to ignore this, which I really appreciated. Like she was basically saying this didn't work for me. And I was really hopeful that it was going to work for me. And, um, I just want to let you know that. So, so thank you so much, Sarah, her name's Sarah. Um, I really appreciate that, that you would, that you would reach out and get in touch. I mean, to me that that's just says so much. And I, remade this episode. So at the same time as I was getting this, I had, I, I've been learning how to make my website very clear for, for you listening. So if you go to weturnedoutokay.com right now, it, it should immediately, you should immediately understand like within five seconds what I do there and, and who it's for. Like, I guess not what I do there. Like you should understand that this is a website for parents of young children to come to if they need some kind of help in the day to day, like dealing with their kids' bad behavior and, 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 um, 
it should be very clear like what you can do, what options you have on my website. You can click this button if you want a free guide. You can click that button if you want to join the Ninja Parenting community, which is the the private members community, membership community that I built to personally help parents of young children with these with these big, huge struggles, these things that make them so unhappy in the day-to-day of living with a toddler or a preschooler or a, an elementary school age student, right? Um, and so when I got Sarah's email, I just realized like, oh my gosh, so I've got one part of this down, like the website is fairly clear now, but I don't have, I mean, like there, there are episodes of the podcast where I, I do, you know, ramble at the beginning and, and just how, how, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm rambling now, right? Like I, I told a story today about swimming, like, but it was relevant. It was important. It shows it, it, it sort of gives you a little bit more insight into this problem that this episode is about. So I, in future, my plan, my goal is to make it so that every show is relevant and, and, and so that the titles also match up with the, with the body of the show, right? So my commitment to you is that I give you immediately or very soon in content that you can do something with. And um, especially in these, this is a Your Child Explained episode um, and the Just You and Me episode. So an interview is a little bit different. I, you know, I've got three, three, three kinds of shows, three flavors. There's, there's Just You and Me episodes, which are, which are really like, I almost think of it as like training, right? Like what I'm doing is I'm trying to give you a useful tool in your life. And the Your Child Explained episodes, we look at those same useful tools or similar useful tools, but we look at them from the perspective of what's going on inside our child. Like what's the reasoning behind this, um, developmentally speaking. And um, and then the guest episodes, I love, and I, and I know a, a lot of you, enough of you love a long form interview where, where we start out by talking about like, how did my guest get to this point in his or her life? And what, you know, what, what, what does that mean for you? I feel like those, those, those interview shows are uh, relevant all the way through, even if we don't immediately start talking about the, you know, the, the exact thing that (laughs) I don't, I don't really have the words for this right now, but the, the, the subject of the interview, right. Um, And lots of listeners tell me, how strongly they feel about that. So I know I'm going in the right direction there. I feel like Sarah's point was to a, a an episode that that I'm I'm saying, here's what you'll learn today. And then I don't immediately get into that. In fact, it's 10 minutes in before, or actually when I listened back, it was 11 minutes in before I got to the point where I said, okay, now we're going to talk about today's thing. And I feel like that was just the wrong the wrong direction. I really want you to to get these ninja tactics and to understand, you know, this show or this episode and and when the content. And then afterwards, like now, I can I can loosen up a little bit and I can say like I still think this is important, um but it's not I want you to I want you to get the good value, right? And so um so announcements and and things like that, I'm I'm working on making them shorter and sweeter not a lot of rambling about a something that isn't relevant. Um, I, I People have also told me that the stories that I can tell are the most important things like story. And I've learned this too. Stories are key uh, 
to human understanding. So you don't you don't necessarily remember the three parts of an apology without understanding and and hearing stories about like why why do we do this why does this work why is it relevant um so speaking of stories actually another thing so i wanted to in this original episode there i spoke of two other things and i'm gonna just to keep the notes uh to keep the notes so that i don't have to change the notes and also so that it makes sense I'm going to tell you about them now. So the first one is I'm a live storyteller. I'm a professional live storyteller. And uh, I get up on stage without notes or props and tell, uh, you know, between a, say, a six and 10 minute story. Um, I get paid for it. It's super fun. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't love it because I get paid for it. But I mean, like, I'm good enough at it now that like I'm getting paid for it. And uh, a few weeks ago, Ben and I, the 20 time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, and I got the opportunity to tell two sides of the same story. It was his first story and he absolutely crushed it. I mean, the audience loved him and it was so, you know, he's, he's, he's an introverted guy and for him to make that commitment and, and, and nail it. I mean, he worked really hard at it and, and it's gorgeous. I mean, what he, the way that he did it, it was, it, I thought it was really good. I mean, I, I can't be, subjective right I'm completely in my completely objective opinion his his story was amazing and then I told the the other half of that and what we did was we recorded uh we recorded that on video so if you go to we turned out okay.com slash 214 you can uh see that episode you can basically you can well not episode you can you can watch our two halves of the same story and I think you'll find it really fun. I mean, I don't know, like lot, the feedback that we're getting is is that it was great. And, um, and I'm just so proud of my, my Ben who, who he killed. I mean, people, people, they laughed in the right places and, and they loved him anyway. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to tell you about. The video is embedded in the post. So you can just go there and click play and watch it. It's like 15 minutes because there's two, two of us, you know, and, um, then the other thing that I brought up initially in the first recording of this episode was I spoke of my two episodes with Dr. Art Kaplan, who is uh, a medical ethicist, and you should listen to his episodes again if you if you haven't listened for a while or if you haven't listened at all to those episodes. The the I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're in the show notes. And um, he was great. I mean, he 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 has such a good position on like helping you advocate for your child. Like what the second episode is, is literally about that. It's, it's how can you, uh, how can you advocate for your child in, in, in a situation? And um, the first one was a longer, like, you know, a sort of, we were getting to know Dr. Art Kaplan at the time. So uh, it was a longer episode and it was, again, really, really relevant. I mean, we talked about things like why recess is a right, which Dr. Kaplan believes recess is a right. And you know what? He's absolutely right. It is because humans need time to play. <laughs> and uh, I won't say any more about it here, but but go back and listen to those two episodes. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash 214 to check them out. And um, thanks so much for listening today. It really means a lot to me that you are here. New listeners, um, listeners who've been listening for a really long time, I, I just am so appreciative that you have made it this far with me. Go to weturnedoutok.com and check out, you know, the, check out the stuff I've got over there. Um, I, I, as I said, I've tried to make it really relevant. If you see 
if you, I've been inviting people to do this a little bit. Um, I would love it if you'd go to weturned.ok.com and, and see what you can break over there. Like what doesn't work? What doesn't work for you? So if you are the parent of a young child and that child is, you know, not always exhibiting their best behavior and you're feeling like a bad parent, you know, or you're feeling shamed or judged or um, you just, you just want, you just want to have a happy time with your child. You just want to enjoy that time rather than feeling like you're fighting all the time or yelling all the time. Um, I hope that that comes through on my website and I'd love it if you go over there and if you find that it doesn't come through or you feel like you want something else, you, 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 something is missing. Please, please, please uh, go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact. You can just click the menu, the contact tab in the menu and, um, let me know because it's for you. This, this site, this podcast, it's all for you. Um, I have a lot of expertise and I want to share it with you. So, um, Thank you for letting me do that. And finally today, I've got a special thanks to the 20-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award. He's our producer. He is Benjamin Culp. And he has is always telling me, he's always saying to me, like, is this relevant? Like, how is this relevant for, for the people listening to your show? How, why does this matter? Why do they care? And um, I think that today's episode is something that you do care about and really need to, to understand. And so... Um, I want to say thank you to Ben for making me, you know, reminding me of that in a good and gentle way. And, um, and just for being there because, you know, he's awesome. And, uh, and all right. So that's all I got to say about that. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutok or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out OK podcast page or Instagram at weturnedoutok or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019. And you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.